Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hello, 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 folks. It's the one and only V, the Grill Economist, and we have with us Crypto Cowperson with his pronouns are Z and Zer. What's up, Cowperson? What up? You can find Crypto Cowboy lurking in the Discord. In order to get to the Discord, you got to go through the gatekeeper himself, the one and only producer extraordinary, working the airwaves, the one and only CJ, and you can email him, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. And in this subject box, put in Discord, and he will let you in. And then you can lurk with the denizens of the rogue family. Yes, we got some. <laughs> there's Cowboy. I saw you. You see that? There's Cowboy right there. That's right. That's him dancing. And what about the, the picture of the video of Cowboy walking the street with that giant hat on? See, so can you bring that up? There it is. That, if you want to know what Crypto Cowboy does, that's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> That's the hat from all the gains he's been making in the share market. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to have a place to store them all. Yeah. That, that, that cat is his cold storage wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little USB in the back. Yeah, you have to, man. And I had one of my buddies said it best. The whole FTX thing, he was a Sam Bankman Freed is the scam Bankman fraud is a suicide bomber who drove the truck into the marketplace. That's exactly what he is. But you know what? What did you think, man? I mean, before you know, we cut you loose so you can you know, talk about the Global South and market updates, what did you think about his uh, book interview, man, the New York Times one? Uh, you know? <laughs> I think that the fact that he is alive and not Epstein or in jail yeah, uh, and doing book interviews with, you know, I mean, he's on the same essential slot as Yellen and whatnot. Yep. It's just very clear that look, here's the thing about it. Like that we we've all talked so much about FTX, we, you know, covered it ad nauseum. I think yeah. people are starting to get fatigued from the subject, but it's an op. I think it was an op it to begin with. I, I, I love how this time around they didn't use the 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 Fred Rogers look that, that Bill Gates and Warren Buffett does. Trust me, I wear a pink sweater. This is like, trust me, I'm a I, I'm a vegan with tits. And I, yeah, I was gonna and say I, that. And I dress like an incel. The the black turtleneck doesn't look too good with the man boobs, you know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh so, man! And no, it's, it's, all yeah, that, I mean, buddy. 
it was an op to begin with. No, it's yes. really, it's lucky that I had nothing to do with FTX in the, initially it's pure luck. I just, you know, I, I might've even put money on that exchange, although I keep very little money on exchanges as it is. I keep like, you know, five grand on an exchange to trade with. That's it. Um, so that being the case, I, I stayed away from FDX only because I couldn't create an account. And then by the time that I figured out how, I just didn't like the look of this guy. And it was as simple as that. Like, how is this guy, this freaking waddling fat incel? incel he's got to be. Well, he's not an incel, you know. He's he's banging oh, right. a Harry Potter chick, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They have like they're all poly uh, amorous. They're all poly, and you know she's uh you know po- uh, freaking Harry Potter chicks like you know motorboating his man boobs in the Bahamas and like some jacuzzi penthouse owned by his parents or whatever you know I don't know, yeah. but whatever it is, look, it's an op. It was an op to begin with, and you know I think uh, it is past December first. V, do you have any anything you want to reveal about this whole? Op yeah, I got a, I, I got a lot to say, man. I think I'm gonna probably keep that for another day. Um, there's more bits of data I have. Some good news, some terrible news, some things that we need to keep an eye on that can go sideways, uh, and it's anybody's guess on how that'll play out. Um, yeah, I got to keep that for one more day, man, for one more week. Okay, that's a, yeah. that's a that's a green light deal. I was you know I was hoping you had that green light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's I mean FTX is FTX, but you know we know what happened to a degree. Is. Right. The, the question is how far the contagion is spreading. Um, there are some who feel that the damage has been done. What's really strange is all of these, uh, like, and I don't have any articles up on it, but there have been three separate like crypto CEOs or founders or you know such yeah, people successful. who have been like dead Dead. yeah you know it reminds me it reminds me back in 2012 when i came out it was in november of 2012 when i was on out of the closet don't tell them cowboy i have to go steal some luggage (laughs) (laughs) back in 2012 when i came out and i said uh when i came out into a canadian radio station and i said that uh (laughs) god this is all going wrong man (laughs) Oh, you said gay and Canadian, it all fits. <laughs> it, all, it all makes sense. Yes, I came out to a, I came out to a Canadian radio station, and I told them my my pronouns. But um, but um, what I told them was um that hit teams are in operation in Wall. This was my claim to fame. This is when Bloomberg Vision wrote an article trying to trying to shoot me down the whole nine yards. This was my claim to fame: the banker suicide. That, 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 that's what put me on the map. And, dude, it's almost like I'm reliving it, but on a much smaller scale with these crypto guys, bro. Nah. hmm Well. It's interesting. Know, it, I'm not saying there's any other... similarities here, but just, just the just all of a sudden these prominent people are, are, are winding up dead. And kind of like what Vela said. Vela said this a couple of months ago that uh, there's going to be some assassinations taking place in the fall or the winter, excuse me. And uh, here we are, man. Here we are. And look, how many failures of firms? We've had BlockFi just went bust, right? So we've had yep. eight failures in like two weeks. Yeah, BlockFi. It's a mess, man. Okay, look, I'll tell you a little inside insider bits. There are banks that I'm aware of that have lost their USD or the US dollar access because of this. There are banks oh, that no longer have access to the Fedwire and they're using third-party payment processors in order to clear wires and whatnot. It is a there's a huge mess happening in the back end of this whole entire thing, man. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and since we're on the subject, 
I'll skip a few things and, and go straight to some, some actual content on a screen share. Got to have yeah, that yeah. come up. And this is really kind of hard to see. Unfortunately, um, there's nothing I can do about that. Can you blur but, this even more? I was wondering. Yeah. It, well, uh, the reason you, that this is hard to see is because increase this the is, white balance so we can like hardly see it even more. Cause I can still see some icons here, like some logos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, well, I'll tell you one thing to understand oh, is this why is the West thing, right, bro? What? This is from the WEF meeting. Yeah, and this is why it's so hard to see because this is actually somebody with their cell phone taking a screenshot of somebody like this is a projection on a whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, this yeah. is so, you know, dirty. So if you look at it, we've talked about this on the show before. Um, on the left is the shadow crypto finance wave one, right? Yeah. So this is like Coinbase, Kraken, Grayscale, BlockFi, Crypto.com. BlockFi is done. BlockFi is done. Grayscale well, is imploding. I mean, BlockFi has filed for bankruptcy. I don't know if it's a chapter 11 or what, you know, if it's a reorganization, I, you know, bankruptcy doesn't mean you're done, but it certainly is having problems. Uh, Crypto.com, that's a big problem. Grayscale, I'll, I'll tell you a little are... secret. I'll, I'll give a little, little, little drip here. BlockFi is insolvent. Grayscale is over leveraged. They're starting to crack. Then uh, is that uh, Crypto.com? Crypto.com. Okay, yeah. Crypto.com is also insolvent. Yeah, that's Galaxy they're, they're is, is done. Galaxy is, is is pretty much over. They're also insolvent. Gemini is in is in hot water. Coinbase is right now the cleanest, dirtiest shirt, but you might they're because they're 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 in bed with the Fed basically at this point, right? Yeah, they um, delisted XRP like a few days ago. Yeah. Bitstamp is sitting pretty because they're 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 just a um a custodial, but they can have a run on their on their on their on their on their vaults, so to speak. Yeah, contagions. Yeah, because the contagion, because they're vaulting right cold storage for a lot of these exchanges, like like Kraken and 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 and, and institutions like Grayscale and whatnot. Grayscale and Bitstamp, BlockFi, they're all DCG, okay, digital currency group. Now, here's the funny thing: they, you know. Like all these companies saying we have, uh, you know, let's just say 10,000 bitcoins, whatever, right? I'm making like a, a stupid arbitrary number 10,000 bitcoins. We have it in uh, Bitstamp and they're, they're it's in cold storage, but in reality, they only have maybe a thousand and they're bluffing on how much they actually have because clients are just believing them and investing more money into them. So, well, when, fractional reserve banking, this is clients to withdraw bingo. And this is what happens when you allow legacy finance. To come into the crypto space, this is they're doing the same shit that legacy finance did back in like 1934. It's insane. Yeah, well, it's a real shame because <clears throat> you know, obviously, greed is the weed that kills. So you have these exchanges who decided to do the fractional reserve model. And for those, you know, just a quick review on what fractional reserve banking is. Um, this is when you, <clears throat> well. It was kind of discovered by the Rothschilds family back in, I don't know, 1600s, 1700s, whenever that was. And they were a gold storage kind of company, basically. Yeah. And so they were just holding people's gold safely. And then what they would do is they would give out IOUs uh, for that gold. And it was essentially like a bearer bond where, you know, whoever had the IOU could come and get the gold. And, uh, you know, hopefully there wasn't too much uh, counterfeit, but that's, you know. I don't know. So the point being that the Rothschilds realized that only like 10% of people came back with their IOUs and everybody else was out trading the IOUs 
with each other instead of going and getting the gold and trading the gold. So they realized, well, you know, we could just write a few extra IOUs and nobody would know any different. Yeah. And so they put out more IOUs than could be covered by the gold. And so essentially they were printing money out of thin air. And that's what is done now. Now, not that there's any gold uh, backing the dollar or anything anymore, but the same concept is there where banks only have to hold a fraction of, uh, you know, uh, let's just say, let's just say depositors have uh, $10 million in, you know, a bank. Well, that bank is only required to, uh, you know, to have maybe 3%, 1%. Right. That, that's historical. And nowadays, and I don't know, CJ's more um, kind of has the direct experience with this, but I believe that reserve is now pretty much gone. Like there doesn't need to, you know, they only have to have so much money for depositors to come get based on whatever data they have. But isn't it interesting if- that the Bank of International Settlements, the Tower of Basel, right? Isn't it interesting going into 2023, the new Basel requirements, they, they're allowing uh, banks to have a certain percentage of Bitcoin as part of their reserve. Is I think it's amazing? 1%. Yeah, it's like 1%. Well, yeah. It is. Which, yeah. Is, which is huge, you know, which is huge when you consider how big uh, these uh, institutions are. And the funny thing is, man, right, the same day that BlockFi announced that they're going bankrupt, right, they're, they're donezo. Um, Fidelity announces new crypto products, like literally the same day. Oh, it's just stupid. Yeah. Well, this and going back to this uh, diagram that I have up. So if you look on the left, I mean, imagine just and we're this is total like, uh, you know, no proof allegation uh, conspiracy, if you will. So on the right, you have all of the, you know, Citibank, BNP Paribas, um, you know, Union Bank, Visa, JP Morgan, HSBC, Morgan Stanley, all of these, you know, Societe, Societe Generale. Generale. Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, all of these names that we all know, Goldman Sachs. So this is the bank, the wave two banks and regulated uh, financial institutions, right? This yeah, is yeah. what at this WEF meeting, they're saying wave one is this shadow crypto finance, whereas these other companies that popped up. Which is basically the American shadow banking. This is this is Western shadow banking right here. Phase one, wave one, phase one, and then yeah. on the right, wave two. This is actual Western the established uh, players, right? Established players, Bingo. right? And so what? Now here's the thing: would these banks, these shadow banks on the left, BlockFi, Crypto.com, would they just give up their business willingly? No, nobody would. If you have a multi-billion-dollar business, why would you just give it up willingly? Well, okay, that's the option two is a buyout. Well, if crypto is so valuable, if crypto is so sought after, then the price of a buyout would be actually not cheap, right? So what's cheaper than a buyout? An op. And in fact, an operation where you could set up a situation to actually make a bunch of money and then create a contagion and then launch that, you know, uh, launch that contagion at the shadow you know, banking crypto banks and have them all implode as you make billions of dollars that you can launder. I mean, that kind of makes more sense from a financial standpoint. Are you talking about a resident vegan with tits? Yes. And yes. And a, and a particular kind of Afro. So, you know, a non, a non, uh, you've been referred to as VT from now on VT vegan tits, vegan tits. (laughs) 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 Oh, you know what's interesting about vegans is that they have uh, deficiencies in vitamin B, and vitamin B keeps your heart healthy. Yep. And what is everybody suffering from who took the jab? Myocarditis. Myocarditis. And most people who took the jab are on the left, and most vegans are on the left. So yeah, they're imploding. All right, cool. So we've seen this. Um, 
this is an interesting, actually Vela's put this up. I wasn't going to necessarily show this today, but Vela's put up a really cool infographic um, by Visual Capitalist. And I'm just bringing it up now. All the world's money and markets in one visualization. Now, Visual you, Capitalist is racist. Yes, it's totally racist. They are... They're using know. charts and graphs. That's racist. Charts and graphs and math. So this is... Um, I'll, let me zoom this in to get a better... You know, let me bring this to a better screen. And then we're going to zoom this in. Give me just one moment. I'm going to... Make it zoomy. Some... Yeah, we're going to make it zoomy because this is actually something where, you, you know, you're going to want to present, share screen. All right, where is this thing? Okay, so I've reshared on a better screen. So whenever we can uh, bring that up. Perfect. So um, this is all the money like in one place. So you got Sam Bankman-Fried's peak net worth. Peak net worth, um, $26 billion, <laughs> right? Now, he supposedly is worth a billion. I heard he's actually... Hey, could, you, could you blow that up a little bit? Is uh, hit, hit, Go to... Uh... <laughs> Go to yeah. uh, view and then click zoom in. There I just go. did. There. Oh, perfect. Good. Scam right. Bankman fraud. Peak Scam Bankman fraud. Uh -huh. uh, vegan tits over here on the right. Vegan tits. All right. So we got his peak net worth uh, March of 22 at 26 billion. It says he's worth a billion. I think he should be stripped of all of his money and made to work at McDonald's. If not, go to jail. Um, it says he's worth cafe. a billion. Whatever, right? So vegan cafe, sure. Vegan, vegan Donalds. So that's the site, you know, this, this, <laughs> box. <laughs> this box is like, I can figure a vegan opening up vegan Donalds. Would that be great? A big, a big veg. <laughs> yeah. Big get your jabs veg. in the way in. So, and then you got all the value of like sports teams, uh, 340 billion are these three, you know, boxes total cryptocurrencies peak net worth is, are, it might be hard to see on that screen, but it's kind of like, um, these boxes that are not filled in, that was the peak. And now it's worth this much, which is, you know, two point, I mean, 760 billion. It was a 2.82 trillion Russia versus Ukraine GDP. Um, Russia dominates at about 2 trillion GDP, Ukraine at 0.2 trillion. And I bet Ukraine's 0.2 trillion is probably a bunch of derivatives. <laughs> it's probably it, not. It, it's ta <laughs> U.S. taxpayer money. That's yeah, a, pretty much. Ukraine has no GDP. It's, yeah, it's, it's whatever the American taxpayers sent them. <laughs> or whatever FDX sent them. Yeah. And then you got military spending, uh, U.S. versus China versus everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at about 2 trillion for, on the U.S. Um, currency. And this, this is outside of like derivatives, um, you know, like tangible currency, what many people around the world think of as money is about $8 trillion in actual currency, you know, floating around out there. Well, I, the, and I are both going to have some arguments, not against each other, but against this as it goes down towards the derivative side, because I think they have it a little underestimated, but um, gold jewel between jewelry, bars, coins, central banks, other, you're looking at about 11 and a half trillion. According to this, I doubt it's that I, I'm sure there are trillions that no one knows about yep. um you got the world's billionaires so you know net worth 12.7 trillion now i again i'm gonna take issue with this because these are the guys we know about i guarantee you the yeah, guys these are the paper these are the guys who could be worth 200 billion one day and then the next week they're like 20 billion exactly these, these are paper you know. billion they're not real billionaires yeah i no. mean we people are like, i wonder who the next trillionaire is and they use the quantification of the market the fucking papers market as some sort of metric as to measure of wealth. We already have a trillionaire. His name is Mohammed Ben Salman. He's a trillionaire. Good. 
Uh, yeah, that's and you're talking about people using their stock valuation. Like Elon yep. Musk is worth what he's worth because you know all of the companies that he owns have a certain market cap, and then his shares in those market cap give him that. If his companies were to be nationalized tomorrow, or if the economy were to fall apart, he wouldn't have Jack. Well, Ben uh, Ben Salman, who pretty much you know he's the king. Everything under the ground ultimately is his over there. You know, I'm sure that he has gold and oil and who knows what else kind of riches that are, you know, bolt hold away that nobody will ever know about. And the same is going to be true for a whole bunch of people that we will never know about. Um, and that's just how that is. But okay, world's billionaires, you're looking at about 12.7 trillion that we know about. Uh, central bank's balance sheets. Okay. So this balance sheet is going to be like, uh, you know, whatever the central banks own, depending on that bank, like BOJ, I think they actually directly own a bunch of stock for the, from the Nikkei. Um, you know, I think that, I think they do. We technically, I don't believe we do. We just own paper and other things on our balance sheets, um, you know, securities, MBS type stuff. Um, that's uh, mortgage backed securities as opposed to Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, <laughs> uh, European, European, if we own that. I mean, MBS might, oh, might hold some, uh, us MBS, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> so, you know, and then you got the, you know, central banks all put together and that's what's on paper. We're sitting at about 28 trillion. Um, S and P 500, about 36 trillion. So, you know, that's just an idea for you. Um, U S versus China GDP, mind you, U S GDP is a lot very financialized, but let's just take it at face value. Um, so we're looking at a total between 23 and 17 approaching 40 trillion or a little, little over global monetary uh, money supply. Okay. Now you're talking about, this is not currency. This is money supply. There's a very different uh, thing here. Um, so your narrow money is the total value of the world's easily accessible money at about 50 trillion. That's, you know, coins, bank notes, checking deposits. And then you got broad money M2. So that's the total value of the world's money. That includes everything above that, plus savings, checking, time deposits, you know, things that are not quite as liquid, um, but they're still considered money. Right. Um, stock markets, you're, gosh, I mean, they didn't really toll it up for us here, but stock markets, you start, just look at the size of these blocks, you know? Um, and then now you're looking, it gets really interesting. Global debt's at 300 trillion. Government's debt is, well, that's about the same, roughly. Financial sector debt is a little bit less. Household debt's a little bit less. So you're, I mean, look, if you were to just <laughs> kind of do rough math, you're looking at about, uh, one quadrillion in global debt. Yeah. Roughly now global real estate sitting at 326 trillion. Um, and then they break it down between like residential agricultural, um, household wealth, 460 trillion. Yeah. But how much, and that's, you know, North, North America here is the 34% of that. However, the, the question would be is how much of that is in stock valuation? How much of that collapses? How much of that is real wealth? Probably not a big number. Um, and then they break it up between, you know, different countries. This is where it gets interesting. Okay. So market value of derivatives sitting at 12.4 trillion, right? But notional value is a whole different animal. So notional value is now estimated to be 600 trillion. And this is where, if you're looking at a contagion and where that can strike, you're looking at 600 trillion. Now this doesn't include this, this is measurable, right? So the Euro dollar system, and we've talked about this before, and we need to understand the monster that the Euro dollar system is. And, and to put it quite simply, and V and, and CJ, feel free to elaborate elaborate here, but <laughs> to elaborate, whatever that means. So the elaborate dollar, is a new type of dog. It is. That's right. Um, so 
<laughs> it's when uh, it's when somebody who steals luggage takes out a Labrador on a date. <laughs> so you got <laughs> or has a boyfriend dressed as a Labrador. Have you thought about that? Uh, on a date. On so a date. this here at 600 trillion, okay, the euro dollar system is okay. So the dollars that we can measure M1, M2, this is that system that we described probably three weeks ago on the show that was really, there was a great treatise done by John Titus on this. And I did share the link in the video. Feel free to go back. It's on Rumble um, where they, we talk about how money is created and how it goes. It starts at the fed and then they have uh, commercial banks that have accounts at the fed who have assets and liabilities. And then they actually will lend money to non-banks, which are like pension funds, uh, retail banks, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all measurable because that money starts at the Fed and then gets kind of augmented by the commercial banks and actually cloned, like we talked about. Um, so that's measurable. What's not measurable is financial systems outside of the U.S. Um, sovereign systems that do have the capability to lend each other dollars, to lend each other Federal Reserve notes, USD. Um, I, I don't know if they have the ability to lend 10x bonds, but essentially when you have a bank that has that capability, like a commercial bank, they clone the money because you, their asset is their reserves. Their liability is whatever they lend out to the non-banks, but they're able to actually write those as an asset as well. And that's very, that's like way oversimplifying the situation, right? So these banks outside of the U S sovereign system have that ability to actually lend each other money. And the, the actual debt that they own is considered an asset as well. Mm -hmm. So how many of these banks in, you know, Jersey or Gibraltar or, you know, any of these like kind of, you know, Bahamas, which is curiously where FTX is, um, how many of the, how much money's out there? We have no idea. The Euro, the Euro dollar system is not monitored. There's no, there's no verification for what, how, how, many, how many dollars have they bolt hold that we'll never yeah, know about. Exactly. And that's, the, and, the, and that's part of a lot of the covert, um, o- covert and overt financial warfare and operations that the United States is able to run overseas with no tracing back because all this money has been basically what, for, you know, what Nick is saying is it's just basically dollar deposits that are held at foreign banks and offshore banks. That's what, the whole entire euro dollar system is and the fact it's not subject to any sort of regulation by the freaking fed no oversight zero oversight if i had uh let's just say whatever asset a stock uh an equity or 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 something uh uh, you know as a u.s citizen and i had a quote-unquote investment overseas i would be required to report on myself on what it is that i have but because the banking system and you have all these, Euro, you know, this whole euro dollar system that's overseas, uh, 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 you know, dollars and foreign bank accounts. Right. No regulation. Nothing. Isn't that wonderful? I love it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, if you did have that ability, how much would you print? Now, I'm sure there is some form of market, you know, I don't know, limitation on what they can do based on, you know, the market and so on and so forth. I'm sure they can't just print to infinity, but it seems like they have an awful lot of latitude with no oversight. So I know I've heard estimates. To infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. 
So I think you're looking at, I mean, I've heard estimates between two and four quadrillion dollars in derivatives, notional value that are sitting out there. Now this is at 600 trillion. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, This is going to be great. In the 2008 financial collapse, how the hell did all these banks, even with utilizing TARP, how the hell did all these banks move all this derivative debt off their books? Hmm. Euro dollar as one of the is one of the bolt holes that they were uh, they were stashing a lot of this stuff with. So you're suggesting that they actually move that debt to the that system in those banks, or those banks shored up the system the the, uh, shor- the banks here. They they shored up the banks here, and they moved they moved out some of the debt as well. Both. It's the only way, yeah. yeah they, they were, they were, those the, the the those foreign banks were fluffing the balance book, the the balance sheets here on U.S. banks alongside the TARP because TARP was not enough. TARP allowed the uh, the banks from two thousand eight who were who 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 were on the verge of imploding to offload the derivative by what swapping it for U.S. Treasuries and then allowing U.S. Treasuries to count as a net positive on their books, right? And then voila, the books are clean. Yeah, see, we don't. Here's the thing about it. There's been, (laughs) there's this guy that has his channel. This is back before I really knew, you know, this is before I was even listening to you. So this is like 2016. Um, You know, this guy is like from, uh, oh, he's from Minnesota. He's always talking about how the, uh, the so financial this is before, system is. This is before you and I started our bromance. That's right, before yeah. the bromance, before before the luggage stealing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so this guy, like, he goes, "Oh yeah, you know, now you know, uh, uh, Bitcoin, uh, just waterfall down, down to uh, two thousand dollars today." But he's uh, he's been talking about the system collapsing for like ten years. Good God! <laughs> so here's the thing about it, like. Just to give you a parallel, and uh, this was a long time ago. I saw this video. Um, oh, who's that Gus clone? He's really good. Uh, 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 George Gammon. George Gammon. That's Gammon, right. yeah. He's really good, guys. Let's watch George Gammon. He breaks yeah. things down so well, and he kind of laughs he's and talks nicer, like Gus a nicer, kinder, gentler Gus. Yeah, but he's down there in Columbia slaying the poon. Anyway, yeah. so this guy, I, mean, I don't know that. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what he's doing. That's down there. exactly he's, what he's doing. That's he's exactly six foot four. He's, he's in really good shape, owns he, a bunch of real estate. I mean, yeah. he, he's not freaking, he's, he's, he's the not nicer, playing chess in the park. He's a nicer, gentler Gus, man. <laughs> so he, he's, he's basically Gus who woke up to internationalization that I need to get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Although Columbia, you got you, you might want to get to know some people down there before you. Move you to have to know people. Yeah, yeah you'll you get you'll you, you'll, Otherwise you'll, you'll wake come up, up missing. And, <laughs> you'll come up, you, or you'll come up in a bathtub full of ice and a kidney missing. But you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I wait, you, you wake up in a CD bar and you have a scar in the back of where your in your back where your kidney used to be. Like what exactly. happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, and why do I feel like I've had vegan tits in my face on my? <laughs> why do I? Because you probably did. <laughs> Bacon fraud is so like he's so broke. He's getting people drunk at Colombian bars to steal their kidneys. He's roofing people to, to steal their kidneys. That's right. And Harry Potter's holding the scalpel. Oh my god! 
Yo, I've never seen a more... <laughs> Yo, if you look up the word nerd or dork in a dictionary, you will see that girl's face. What is her name? I don't, I don't use any stop losses. I'm a great trader. <laughs> it's really simple. It's elementary, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that whole thing. So, look, Gammon uh, talks about how Weimar Germany, for like uh, the better part of 10 years, was was stuffing their economy full of, you know, uh, fiat currency to keep things going. And, and it was only the last couple of years that uh, you have the stories that wheelbarrow uh, full of money to get the bread. Look, they didn't have the computer systems. They didn't have the euro dollar. They didn't have the world's reserve currency. So, you know, if, if you think everything's just going to magically, you know, if you think it's all going to fall apart and like, you know, you're, you're, you're trading pieces of metal for food like next week, no. that's a little extreme. Um, you it, know, I, it, I think it's a long process. It's a long, it, 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 it's so long that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then when it happens, then it happens fast. Right. That's what they always say. That's kind of the, you know, paraphrase to somebody else. When it breaks, it's going to break hard and it's going to break fast. Yeah. And you know what? So, it, however, if you're living in fear that it's going to break next week, probably. Well, don't, don't, well you know, he's probably watching the, uh, you know, he's calculating the market moves, watching the sa annual salmon run and then using the, the migration pattern of salmon in Mon in where, where is he from? Wisconsin, Montana, whatever. Oh, the, that guy. Yeah, I. He's probably like looking Minnesota. at the lake trout. Eh? Minnesota. Minnesota lake trout. Lake trout. Yeah, is you know, the migratory pattern of, of of lake trout and using that as a metric as to, and then listening to a, <laughs> listening to a who is that that lady who looked like uh, the secretary from Monsters Inc. Lynette <laughs> Zhang. <laughs> Lynette Zhang. Well, but, she... you know, I used to sit there and people would email Yo V. You got to check out Lynette Zhang. I'm like, this bitch doesn't know shit, right? And no, I mean, she'd sit there and she'd hold up a chart, right? I'm like, she, she on paper, some, on paper, right? Yeah. Like her name is Carl Rove with a wig. And, and I'm like, what is this? She's saying that next Tuesday, V, the market's coming. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, Dow, 29,000 printed T-shirts. Well, chances are it's going to end up where – um. It's. I, I think chances are it'll end up where the system changes to something new before we get like a full crash. And if I'm going to pay attention to somebody, you know, who wants to kind of predict the future in a sense that actually, you know, has had high level experience in like in the government, in the financial sector, I would probably look at Catherine Austin Fitz. Yeah. Um. You know, she's well, she's got. Like, a, you don't like paper charts holding up like little. You don't like that, huh? I love them. You okay? Good. I actually have a Lynette Zhang poster. I have a Lynette Zhang T-shirt. Well, my Lynette Zhang poster is actually on my shower wall. Oh, nice! That's better yeah. than the one I have, man. Yeah, and it's and there's charts and everything. Yeah, I, I feel when I feel dirty, I have to go look at my posters in the shower. I have a, um, I have a, a good one over here. This is a, a clear. Where is this? Oh, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> you can put a picture what? of Lynette Zhang up there. I have it, man. It's it's right here. Well, she's she actually has good, and the guy from Wisconsin, they, they or uh, Minnesota, they both have like good base info. Like their data they're pulling from is legit data. They just don't. I, don't know. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh it. no! Poor Lynette. It's all good. I, I, have no, I have no hard feelings against it. She's just, just no. One, anyway. one thing about Lynette, then what I like about her is that she she makes a good point. And uh, CJ actually did a good job of, on this a few weeks ago. I heard she makes really good snickerdoodle cookies. 
yes, great snickerdoodle cookies, hands them out for Halloween. <laughs> no razor blades in them, I swear. Um, so <laughs> John, Carmichael, John Michael Carmen said Lynette saying <laughs> bikini pics are awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> that sounds oh, terrible. Okay, no, what okay. she does say is that everything does retrace to value in the market, to true value. But again, and this is something that CJ illustrated really well a few weeks ago, is uh, how, okay, so... You know, CJ's really quiet on this broadcast. I'm, I'm starting to get worried again. No, he, no, no. He, no, he, no he, CJ, you've been in. looking at Lynette Zhang photos, haven't you? <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> indeed. And stealing luggage. Indeed. And stealing luggage. <laughs> CJ, don't touch it unless it's Louis V, man. Well, no. The well, only thing that I was going to plug into the the actual holdings, what you were, you were talking about on that, uh, the the global holdings and everything, is is also just the uh, the debt structure, which I think is 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 probably wreaking more havoc into uh, the markets right now, uh, because you know most countries uh, hold their debt in U.S. dollars, and unfortunately, a lot of countries right now can't repay that debt. And the debt market is really wreaking a lot of havoc right now into the financial sector, especially with what the Fed is doing with interest rates. So I think that's where that tsunami potentially could play out, where a lot of countries default and say, you know what, have a nice day. We're sorry. We, we can't pay back the dollars uh, that we borrowed. And who, who uh, holds those loans and how does that impact things? So I think it's, I think it's definitely something I, I, I shared an article in the private chat. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to look at it yet, uh, but this is a good article. Um, that ties directly into, let me bring this into the stream real quick. Yeah, please. There we go. All right. So yeah, so this article uh, comes to us from Bloomberg, Bloomberg and it specifically states like the huge significant increase in the debt market and how that is playing out into the sectors. Uh, the global debt costs are soaring. Here's where it will hurt most. And this looks at not only consumers, uh, but also looks at companies and countries. And I think that's why everyone's paying attention to the Fed right now in terms of, of what's happening with the market. And it's estimated, quote unquote, from this article, the total owned by households, businesses and government stands at two hundred nine trillion dollars, up more than one third from a decade ago. <laughs> one third from 10 years ago. It's absolutely nuts. So I think this is like definitely something to keep an eye on in terms of how that impacts things and and why. Hence the reason why at the latest G20 minute G20 meeting where uh, one of the first times that they allowed more media into it, where apparently, and I'm, and I'm borrowing this, where the U.S. tried to assert itself into <laughs> the G20 based upon the green agenda. And the rest of the country said, you know what? We're not listening. Right. We're, we're not here for you, Biden administration, the U.S., to come in and dictate what's happening here at the G20. We have our agenda already. So, so go play with yourself in the corner or Biden, go soil yourself and get your new depend on and everything. So that's, that's what's triggered it. And there's a great article Pepe Escobar wrote, <clears throat> and I should have emailed you guys the link to this. I don't even know if I have it even, even up right now. here it is. And this was announced at the recent meeting. And this is another huge game changer. Huge, Ooh. huge. Yeah. Event. This is the global South. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so so if this is in your deck, uh, cowboy, uh, I'll no, go I'll for it. it. Well, no, no, go no, I don't, because again, because this is something that that you know how the, how do they tie together the brick systems? How can they evolve the payment systems outside of SWIFT? And they started looking at outside of Visa, Mastercard, 
I'm um, prepped for this. We, we can do this. Um, before I do that, let me do one more uh, actually yeah, quick go for chart. It, go for it. Yep. And then go we'll because that's what this show is like half. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go for um, it. Yep. Bring your so, in. but what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick. Uh, it's so hard to see. Darn it. I can't. And I don't know how to make this any bigger. Um, so I'll just I'm gonna have to describe this, guys. I'm sorry that you know this chart and the way it is, but I had to do a screenshot, whatever. So one thing that people get wrong is they think that when the Fed starts cutting rates that the market is going to go up, right? This is completely incorrect because if you look at this chart, and I'll, I'll post it um, over on the Discord so people can have a better look at it. But uh, let me see if I can do that now. Ah, I don't want to waste showtime. So if you look at this chart, every time the Fed pivots, the market dumps, okay? So back in like uh, 1969 on the Fed pivot, the market dumped 36% when the Fed started cutting rates and stopped raising rates. 1973, Fed pivot, a 50% decline. This is S&P 500. 1981, Fed pivots, 27% dump. 2000, Fed pivot, 51% dump. 2007, Fed pivot, 58% dump. 2019, when the Fed pivoted, we had a 35% dump, although you know I don't know if that's relative to COVID crash. But long story short, if you think the pivot is going to make the market go up, it look, they, they're depending on everybody thinking that. And I think that part of the this market kind of when Fed starts talking about the rates possibly not being hiked as much and the market goes up, I think that's a machination to get people conditioned so that they start buying a lot just before everybody really dumps hard. So that's a that's just that's historical charts. Mind you, we can always say, well, things are different now because, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, however, it might be different this time are the famous last words. It's a disastrous position yeah. to take on average. So just a little warning for anybody who's out there, you know, trying to play the markets and use that as data um, to the global South. I'm going to jump into that because that was a great introduction from CJ. Um, so we want to know first, before I get into that article, what the Shanghai cooperation organization is, right? So essentially this is, you could call it a federation. It's basically a bunch of states that have agreed uh, in a big way around the BRI and currencies. So uh, it looks like Mongolia is not included, but you have the the PRC, People's Republic of China, Pakistan, India, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, uh, uh, Kyrgyz Republic. I don't know. Used to be called Kyrgyz, Kyrgyz Republic. You Kyrgyz, see, it's Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Which is called the stands? Uzbekistan. The stands. Kyrgyzstan, All the stands. Baluchistan, Tajikistan. Kazakhstan. Yes. Which is actually Kazakhstan's huge when it comes to energy. People don't don't really know that. No, um, and, and then you and have uranium. The, and uranium, yeah. And Azatani um, is a beautiful capital, by the way. That's I've heard that. I, I you know that actually that kind of came out in the news when there was all that trouble over there recently. Yeah. Um, you got like Fed, the, uh, Russia, obviously. So if you look at this landmass, I, I don't know if that's like a third of the world's landmass, but it is certainly two thirds at least of the world's population. Yep. So and you know, the and majority talking, of the world's GDP. Real and, yeah, GDP. the real real GDP, uh, as opposed to financialized BS GDP. So you know, and and of course, uh, let's go over to our favorite group, the Council of Foreign Relations dot org. Oh, they're so smart. I they're so them. great. Don't you love these, these guys? They're not clown world at all. No, not so, at all. Um, so let's talk about who the SEO is. Real a lot quick. of vegan tits there. Tons of vegan, yeah, and suitcase stealing. Yeah, a lot um, of, a lot of, a lot of that. So you got the SEO, the Shanghai 
a cooperation organization has also intensified its focus. Now it started out um, as a, I'll just read right here from what they say, started out as an intergovernmental organization composed of China, Russia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, founded in Shanghai in 2001, originally formed as confidence building forum to demilitarize borders. The organization's goals and agenda have since broadened to include increased military and counterterrorism cooperation and intelligence sharing. Okay. That last bit, we should probably pay a little more attention to. They have since broadened to include increased military and counterterrorism cooperation and intelligence sharing. So Russia, China, India, the stands, they're all working together in a military and intelligence. Like that's huge to to think about what that means from such an economic uh, giant. Now the S CO has also intensified its focus on regional economic initiatives like the recently announced integration of the China-led Silk Road Economic Belt, the BRI, and the Russian-led Eurasian Economic Union. Okay, so, and then they go on to, you know, put their own spin on it. We won't even go there. Now, the article that CJ initially brought up is what we wanted to talk about in a big way today. Um, Let me zoom this a little bit here. So, according to Pepe Escobar, um, did you guys have him on? Or are you going to have him on? He's hard to get a hold of. See, is he? Yeah, I try we, to get a hold of him. We, we yeah, we'll have to run through back channels to get to him, but we we can make an attempt to do that. So what they're, they're I I try to offer him empanadas to come on board and, <laughs> and, and speak, but so far it's been pretty silent. He's he's hard to Plata, get a hold of. Uh, Plata or Plumbo. So yes. we got the Global South births a new game changing payment system. Now, we've been talking about how, you know, a lot of countries have already been working between each other outside of the U.S. dollar for commodities exchange. And that's what, you know, we've talked about the petrodollar. We defined that prior shows. Um, You know, I don't even know what show to go tell you to look at. You can just look up petrodollar, tell you all what it is. But basically, trading oil and pretty much any commodity in dollar terms is what's created artificial demand for the dollar, which has kept it as a viable reserve currency. And as people stop doing that with commodities of any kind, oil especially, the dollar's viability as a world reserve currency begins to erode. And it's been going on for, I don't know, 10, 20 years. I mean, that this is not something that happens overnight and it's not something that's going to go away tomorrow. But think, you know, you got like the Chinese, the gold trade note. Um, you know, you have a lot of things that have sort of a limited so far effect, but in concert are actually forming the basis for the divestment of the world in us dollars now when that happens you're going to see a lot of dollars get dumped in the market and they're going to end up back on our shores and we won't even have to do qe because it's just going to flood our system with dollars so and that's probably right about that time that's happening is right about the time we go to fedcoin i'm guessing um and we've talked about that uh two shows ago or one show ago my theory on why fedcoin is a reality before 2028 Uh, according to some data from the BIS. So without getting too far into the background and to focus on current conversation, challenging the Western monetary system, the Eurasian Economic Union is leading the global South toward a new common payment system to bypass the US dollar. And to get to the meat of it, the Eurasian Economic Commission and the EAEU, which is the uh, Eurasian Economic Union, which I believe is formed by Russia. We just talked about that a moment ago. They have just extended a very serious proposal to the BRICS unions, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, which crucially are already on the way turning into BRICS+, plus, kind of like a sort of a G20 of the global south. 
The system will include a single payment card in direct competition with Visa and MasterCard, merging the already existing Russian Mir, which means peace, by the way. Mir means peace in Russian mm-hmm. and uh, Serbian. Uh, China's, Uni- China's Union Pay, India's Rupay, Brazil's ELO, and others. That will represent a direct challenge to the Western designed and enforced monetary system head on. And it comes on the heels of the BRICS members already transacting their bilateral trade in local currencies and bypassing the US dollar. Yep. So it goes on to talk about how the uh, EAEU BRICS union is long in the making and will now also move forward uh, prefiguring, prefiguring a further geoeconomic merger with the member nations of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. Now we're actually linking EAU BRICS has been linked and it's been worked on for a long time. And now they're going to go ahead and merge with the member nations of the SCO. So what you're seeing here is a massive block that's being formed. It's already been um, preceded by military and intelligence cooperation between Russia and China. And now you're seeing it from a financial aspect and they're going to be able to encapsulate and essentially purge themselves of the dollar over time. Mind you, I don't don't think it's going to be a complete purge. I think, you know, they're still going to want to sell their stuff um, to America. And I mean, it's not like, you know, but if things got really ugly, say on a, in a military respect, then what they're forming is a sort of an encapsulation so that they can operate financially without having to depend on SWIFT in the U.S. So, you know, one of the reasons that the U.S. has the kind of political power that it does over around the world is the dollar and the SWIFT system. And, you know, now these companies are neutering that that uh, political, you know, uh, <laughs> political control over the world, that hegemony, the dollar hegemony. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it, it's, you know, I love what is happening, this complete reorganization. You know, you're talking about something and a lot of people are worried about some stuff and I'm going to be covering some of this stuff uh, soon enough. Let me see if I can blow something up that, that's going to coincide with what you're talking about, uh, Cowboy. Yeah, I'm actually going to yield the floor at this point because uh, hey, you got 10 minutes. Yield. You want me to yield my luggage? Hey, yield your luggage, man. That, that could be a euphemism for some sort of gay act. So real quick, while you're, you're, real quick while you're bringing that up, V, so yes. uh, to break this down a little bit into um, you know layman terms. So when you, look at, when you look at the evolving system, when you look at the financial uh, mechanisms that are changing. So primarily, obviously, here in the United States, we have uh, the dollar currency. We use Visa, MasterCard, a lot of alternative payment systems have entered, entered into that. PayPal, Zelle, Venmo, all those, uh, which have been disrupted to the banking sector. So that's why they're trying to you know, come out with their, their local things. Um, we also do wire transfers, which are more domestically. So when we if you're doing like a, a mortgage or something like that, you wire to that bank, but that's using a, an account number and a routing number. However, when you send money money overseas, you use the SWIFT system, and that's what allows for, for international trade. Well, th- what just transpired is like the third major dagger uh, that it, it, that's really going to cripple uh, the United States and the financial institutions. Why? Because, one, we already know that, that currently – a lot of countries are already doing trade based upon their own currencies outside of the dollar, right? That's, that's fact. You can't just, dis- you can't dispute that. So that's, that's paper currency, hard currency. 
The second domino is this, is that we know that there's been a swift alternative uh, already developed. And I think Russia, do you remember the Russia system, the, the alternative swift they developed? Yeah, double um, eagle. Yeah, so so that's done. So that's that settles international wires away from the SWIFT system, away from, from FedBank, from all and those. Europe has Instax. Instax. So all these things are developed. Now, this is the third huge aggregate because this takes place of like when you go to travel, you know, uh, these dignitaries or issue payments, sometimes you, you, you're you not going to have access to a bank to go key in and to do a, a, a transfer under the financial system. So now you have an entire payment system that is very similar and alternative to, to Visa MasterCard. Think of how many times that's used when you go online and you pay things and, 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 you know, Visa MasterCard, they make a significant, a significant amount of money on those transaction fees. Hence the reason why like big financial institutions here in the United States, like Walmart, Walmart has really pushed back and even eliminate, I think Walmart got rid of American express because they said, they said, Hey, listen, we're not paying your, your nickel per transaction. And that may not sound a lot, but when you're, when you're a company like Walmart and you're doing half a million transactions a day that's a lot of freaking money and they're like mm, this ain't gonna happen so now the rest of the world is saying hey we're gonna combine these systems so that our citizens our dignitaries our 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 businesses can have an actual basically a debit card with a different logo on it that's outside of visa and master so this is the third huge dagger so hopefully that breaks it down for everyone to kind of understand a little bit you know, this is a third major change. And and again, like we've said, it stated numerous times here on Rogue is that um, the, the dollars of Titanic. It's it's uh, it's it's seeing its last days. Go ahead, V. Well, you forgot about the secret weapon that we have to What's counteract that? the dagger, because if you, if you just <laughs> if you shield yourself with pillows, then you can take the dagger. <laughs> if you so, see it. Yeah. yeah so you, if you're looking on the screen. We have an infinite supply of the my pillow now, <laughs> dude. I mean, Captain Neckfat over there is going to save us, bro. He's not legally allowed to even drive a car, but you know he's going to go to to go to the Senate. It's, 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 no, it's CJ uh, broke that down. Yeah, the the I appreciate that um, that breakdown there. So that helped to kind of clear up the multi pronged approach, three prongs of the dagger. Yep. I don't know if I can share my thing here. I'm trying to figure it out. Sounds good. Go kind of to a... system preferences. Let's cancel that. Um, we trying to share like a screen. What I'll do is, uh, CJ, I'll send it to our text message between you, me, and Nick, and then yep. what you do is uh, okay. just bring it up on the screen. Gotcha. Okay, I'm sending it over to you guys. Now. This is importante. My Android link to Windows is is operating. V. Well, good. You know. <laughs> did you send it to like phone text, or did you send it through the private chat? No, we have a because when you have a. Uh, oh, here it is. Yeah, there it is. Pull it up, man. Do it. Or I, I'll, I'll do it. Wait, wait. I can do it. I can do it. I got. It, 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 just I got put it. it. Just put it in uh, Telegram and then share the Telegram screen. Hey, man. No need, man. I got you. you got it right here. Saves messages. Here, I oh, CJ's it got it. Hey, it's daddy's phone. That's me, daddy. <laughs> What's disturbing is that that's how CJ has it labeled. <laughs> right, that's true. Daddy's phone. <laughs> All right, so this Here. is for the British medical 
Oh, there you go. Thanks, Siege. <laughs> See, he only, this is why I need the El Cuco. There you go. There he's, it is. He's the glue that holds this whole broadcast together. Otherwise, you know, I'll probably hit a button and the whole thing will just shut off. <laughs> there it is. So this is from the British Medical Journal. And this is super important. Now, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie uh, Died Suddenly, right? But if you have not seen that movie Died Suddenly, I encourage that you do. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and send it to everybody you know. Yes, yeah, send it to everybody you know. And then also the latest, uh, if you go to Steve Kirsch's Substack, he's got a video on there. He did an interview with uh, with Epoch Times that you pay a dollar, you can go watch it. You know, you pay a dollar to uh, Epoch Times, and then they'll play the one hour interview with Steve Kirsch, um, who's a you know multi millionaire who's literally put up a challenge to any scientist out there. He put up like five million dollars of his own money to just come and and come and debate. Whether you win or lose doesn't matter. You're gonna get five million dollars. No one's showing up. Go listen to that because how this is gonna play out economically. I'm still crunching the numbers, and I, this is why I said like you know I need one more week because I'm tabulating the numbers using uh, some info that I've gotten from actuarials that work. You're, in you're using elementary math and no stop losses. No stop losses, buddy. No stop losses. Right. <laughs> So, without consulting with vegan tits, uh, we are uh, we're looking at uh, a massive issue here with those that have been jabbed, and the economic ramifications. I was listening to some guy who's I forgot his name, Doctor David something, right? And um, he does risk assessment. So his job is basically the financial sector, and he does risk uh, calculations, risk assessments, and whatnot. And using actuarial sciences. So he has some data points that I was missing. And I have some data points that, that he was missing. So we put the two things together, right? And I'm going to be reaching out to him you know, on a phone call and, and just to collaborate because he's got some very interesting pieces of data. No one is calculating the economic damage of what happens when you are in a mass debt scenario. Now, every one of us in the West, particularly the U.S., right, we are conditioned to think, World champion, oh, the world's turning upside down. The world's out of control. No, it's the world's not out of control, and your sports team is not a um, a, a world champion. It's just you're just in the United States, and you're being affected by things in the United States. And if you're on YouTube and listening to us, follow us over to Twitch because things are about to get real spicy. It's a spicy meatball. We get real spicy, so follow us over. Anyway. The red is basically everybody that's taking the Pfizer mRNA, and the blue is everybody that's taking the Moderna mRNA. What countries do you see here, guys, that are not taking the death jab? Um, Madagascar. Yes. That's the one that matters. That's the one that matters. And because Madagascar has not taken the, the, the jab, they are able to export lemurs all throughout yes. the world, who will teach the collapsed Western civilization on how to be more self-sufficient. Lemurs are known to be extremely adept at teaching survival and, and economic skills to the fallen population of the West. But in all seriousness, though, there it is. The West has really effed themselves. 
they have blown off their head to spite their nose. Well, okay. and China, China, Russia, India, Brazil, like BRICS nations to answer your question from earlier. Right. Like the stands. Exactly. You know. And if it wasn't for the East, if it wasn't, as our buddy Andre the Saker would say, zone B, okay? If it wasn't for those countries that said, no, we're not part of this crap, we're not putting this out, I would have lost hope. I would have lost hope in humanity. So there are options for people to, you know, to take part of. You know, there, there are places that people could go, uh, you know, in this world. Because we're not conditioned for a mass death scenario. We're not. And the good side of it, I'll leak a little bit here, right? Dr. D uh, Dave something, I forgot his last name, said that, you know, best case scenario, 300 million dead and another 300 million looking after those who are dying, right? So economic collapse globally, right? I'm saying... Best case, and, and his worst case is 3 billion dead globally. What I'm looking at here is 500 million uh, dead and another 500 million taking care of those who are either dead or dying and then being economically incapacitated that they cannot no longer function in the economy because of what they've been injected with. Let's that's, that's the nine millimeter of, of uh, bio warfare because nine millimeter was invented as a maiming. So you would maim a soldier exactly. and a second soldier would have to take him out of battle. Bingo. Disabling too. Bingo. Exactly right. Now that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario you're looking at. Yeah. The, the it's about three and a half to 4 billion dead. Okay. And here's the thing. These are – how does the, the country function industrially when you have doctors dropping, nurses dropping, engineers dropping, construction workers dropping, air traffic controllers dropping, pilots dropping, truckers dropping, shipping people dropping? This is a big problem. We have – I know for a fact there are 94 million Americans that have not taken the jab, 94 million. But that 94 million, a good chunk of them – are going to be taking care of the 224 million that have. And then they have to go ahead and become economically incapacitated because of this dying loved one or this family person who said that you can't come to Thanksgiving because you didn't get the jab, you got to wear a mask if you're going to visit mom and dad, blah, blah, blah. But now they want you to take care of them because they didn't listen to you in the first place. And now you got to swallow your pride and take care of these morons because you love them. This is a pro this is an economic calculation that no one's considering, but Wall Street has already considered it, and they are considering it, and they are worried, and they are very, very, very concerned as to what is happening here. Okay. They don't have an answer to this pivot. And we and, and check this out. Social security was supposed to end in 2035. That's when social security is the whole system would just completely fall apart, right? My calculations currently put Social Security going bust at 2025 or 2026. That means when that happens, people that are, you know, you get Medicaid or Medicaid, Medicare, whatever, right? That's done. You have people that have no access to income and no access to health care on top of everything else. Just do the economic calculations. And Gilbert Novak is right. The military as well. Jabbed. Who to the all guilt. got jabbed. So when you're looking at a 40% death rate, 
death in all case mortality. And some people say, well, that's because, you know, people who abstain from cancer treatments and stuff like that during lockdown, that's all being, you know, tabulated in. Not really. Look at where that 40% mortality is. It's between 18 and 52. And never, when you calculate the overlaps that you get from, like, you know, comorbidities like cancer, this, that, and the other, it never raises to a 40% blowout in one year. Right? And 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 and, and this is the problem. No, this is like a uh, is- the mortality rate is like a sigma event. Okay, so I, I I believe a one sigma event is when the statistics go past one standard deviation, mm-hmm. um, and like a two sigma is two standard deviations. And just so to 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 make this understood, I'm going to see if I can describe this. Um, let's see, standard deviation chart. Okay, so a standard deviation is a statistical tool that is used to determine a normal sort of variation from the mean. So let me bring, I've got this, I'm going to share this if, if you're ready for a new uh, oh, screen here. Okay. And I saw, I don't have the article, I wasn't prepared for this, but you know, I, don't, I, try not to, I try not to cover too much uh, like, you know, this stuff focus on finance, but a standard deviation. Okay. So 68% of scores are within one standard deviation outside of that. You got 13.5% of scores that are. And then if you combine this one standard deviation and the mean, you're looking at 95% of everybody outside of a second standard deviation is 1.3% of everything. Right. And then a third standard deviation is going to be minuscule. So a one Sigma event is when statistics go outside of the mean, outside of one standard deviation, right? A t- and that's not that big of a deal. You know, you're still kind of, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's pretty big, but you got a two sigma event. Now you're talking about like less than 2% of everybody that should be affected. And then you go out three and it becomes minuscule as, I mean, you're talking about geometric minuscularity, if that's even a word. Yeah. Um, and this was like, I think the 40% death rate of all the 40% increase in death rate, mind you. Okay. So let's be real careful. We're not saying 40% of people are dying. We're saying that the death rate has increased by 40%. Um, so that is like a, a 15 or 20 Sigma event. It's something ridiculous. I don't remember the Sigma event, but it's so far. It's a 12 out. Sigma event. Is it a 12? So it's, it's 12 so sigma. far out. It's crazy. It's like, there's no explanation for this. Like, and and the uh, and now if you're saying that oh well it's it's COVID's causing these well I thought the jab was stopping COVID, you know so I mean the jab works now so why are more people dying now now that COVID is supposedly over right yep so you know now COVID has a ninety nine point nine seven percent survival rate so we know it's probably not COVID COVID's like not that much more deadly than the flu and that's the original COVID the new COVID's probably even less the the whatever new strains even if that's a real thing I don't know um, so long story short. This now, mind you, think about this from a compound interest perspective. If you are having compound interest, um, and you get like a a twenty percent interest, you're god. Like if you if if you can find a twenty percent yield anywhere, then you're you're just amazing. That's what and makes Gam Bankman fraud an absolute that's right. legend. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like these 20% yield cryptos. Well, look what happened afterwards, right? It's not realistic. So, you know, okay, 8% yield, 
that's that's still i mean you're a god if you can find that in the in the traditional finance world they're happy with two three they're really happy with like six so 40 percent compound interest is millionaire fuel now when you kind of translate that over to death rate if there is a 40 percent increase in all cause mortality and that 40 percent remains for years at a time the curve and i haven't done the math on this like i said this is not something i'm normally covering so oh my gosh i mean a 40 percent increase in all cause mortality if that stabilizes even and just stays where it is the amount of death is is millions and millions and millions of people so that the math of saying like okay maybe a billion people or half a billion people like that's not unrealistic yeah and on top of that it's not like they're all going to die at once correct you know i mean there are it's unknown it's really unknown, but it's what we amazing that people are getting these clots in areas where there shouldn't be clots, and these are blood clots that have no blood in them, man. And they're it's not a real. Yeah, blood. they're. It's a. I don't even know if they've identified what they're made of, but they're this I don't know. fibrous material. They don't look like blood clots. It's almost like a rubber band. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and and, uh, and there's uh, you know Vela and I are working in the background. He's sending me some articles because they have a a friend whose dad wants to take the shot, hasn't taken it yet, but he wants to travel, and we're trying to send all the information we can. And um, so and then there's there are articles like peer reviewed studies that are saying that like you know, put him on the phone with me. I'll tell him he's a fucking idiot. You know that, that that usually snaps people out of doing stupid stuff. I'll have to translate to Spanish for you, but okay. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> 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 so yeah. So that's just, I don't know. It, look, yeah, I, I don't think I need a 12 Sigma event for any, any look, my degree is in like calculus-based statistics and econometrics. Like when I hear 12 Sigma event, I, I have to change my shorts. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, that doesn't it, exist. Those it, don't happen. It, it's a bed shitting event. Yeah. It is a bed shitting event. Like when, when I heard the guy say, this is a 12 Sigma event. I'm like, holy mother of pearl. Like, holy shit, man. It, it, it's unbelievable. That's yeah, a fact. Just, yeah, and just a couple of real things, a couple of things real quick before we go. So so Steve uh, Kirsch does have a, a sub stack. Uh, I'll put the link over in the, uh, in the Discord channel for everyone to follow. Uh, but according to some of the FDA documents, we don't have time to go through it today, but it's pretty convincing at this point that not only um, in regards to the difference between Moderma and then, and then the Pfizer MRNA, but also it's pretty much confirmed at this point that the 2021 MRNA vaccine, the lot numbers actually had different formulations as well. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So it, so it's getting very interesting. And then there's a group of um, uh, doctors uh, that are really trying to help people who have uh, taken the jab to basically try to counter to find a way of repairing their system. And I haven't had time. Uh, just Dude, I, I don't know how they're going to do that. If, the, if this thing is screwing through DNA, I have no yeah. idea. I mean, there's just so much I, information coming at us right now. So, so I, I haven't watched these videos yet, but there's a whole, you know, 12 part series. Uh, some, some very reputable doctors are here trying to help people. Uh, to figure out ways of doing this, but no, this is this is this is real. This is this is real time, and like I said, there's just so much information at us coming out right now. It's tough to um, so uh, the, to keep. The, wait, here's okay. Velas. Velas knows why the formulations are different 
Yeah, tell us, or we're gonna have to wait till Friday. Well, it could be. Oh genetic. no, I just want to. I want to. Yeah. What, what is this website? Uh, shedding is a concern of mine personally because we have a baby. So, what's that website? Kirsch? Uh, it, it's braveseries.com. Um, and like Braves. I said, they're giving everyone a free preview, but it's only like a two-day preview for the entire video series. And and I just haven't had time uh, to watch them because I've just it's just too busy. And then once the two hour the the two day expires, you can't go back and watch them. And obviously, their goal is to uh, to, to sell the videos. So, but yeah, so it's, it's, I, you know, I'll capture the next couple ones that they release, but I'll post it in discord so everyone can, you know, help others because I like right now, like personally, <clears throat> you know, I, some direct, um, things that, uh, that are happening currently in real time, like right now within the school system, because of vitamin D deficiencies and things that are occurring, there's probably on average between a, a 30 or 40% illness ratio happening right now within within the schools whether it be mm. students or, or 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 teachers um that that's happening and 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 you know we're smart enough here on rogue to know and people listening to know the reason why is because because of the inserting that type of technology into your body it's basically uh rearranging your immune system to primarily look for 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 covid and it's allowing a lot of other things to es escape um into the body and that's why there's a lot of people that are sick right now going back to the common cold and flu and everything's right now so very a lot of people that are sick right now and the economic damage from this guys wow i mean wow oh yeah it's i mean i don't know you know who knows put on the tinfoil hat and they just wanted to you know, I always, disable the west you know yeah, yeah. i always you know i mean these people are satanist malthusian bastards man they're such nihilists it's crazy right well and you got soros coming out uh or was it uh, no it was uh pajamas satan pajamas um, oh klaus Schwab. Klaus, yeah we fear that the chinese system is a great role <laughs> model this 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 is what we are going to do. The Chinese system is what do they touch themselves at night thinking about having the control that the Chinese have over their people? <laughs> like they wish they had that. Beat it and and, and just beat ahead. it. Dude, seriously, like Michael Jackson with one white glove. Like, <laughs> no, they have a dark glove. It's a it's a black glove <laughs> with like claws on it. And they dip it in 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 COVID jab. That's, oh my god they, yeah so Lord. it's like i don't understand like, uh, okay, so baby's blood just to give you an idea of like look i know we have different views on china and you know chicoms whatever i don't freaking trust anybody so um you know over in china with what happens when you kind of do the wrong thing um your phone has like a little thing that tells you that you need to go check in with your local uh center and they turn off your money or they turn off whatever it is. They turn off your ability to travel, things like that. Um, you know, let's just say you want to protest. And then all of a sudden now you got to go check. And they also make you do a COVID test at that time. And, you know, guess what happens if you are positive for COVID? It ain't so good over there, especially under zero COVID policy that they're supposedly trying to lift. So, you know, I, I understand that there are some things about China that I like. But there are some things about China that I do not want to see happen here. Same. You know, Absolutely. so it's yeah, that and that's one of them. And, and you got Klaus Schwab. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it, it, it's that power, man. They love that power trip, man. The Schwab, they Schwab always, is insane. Oh, he's yeah. He he should be Schwab. I mean, he, his dad is was a, a was a, was a part of the Nazi party, like legit. That's you what know? they say. Yeah, 
and it's like, and look, I've if, seen photos. If you have that kind of die off over here, or let's just say that you know, well, here's the other was... thing we were talking about the die offs, right? Now, check this out, uh, cowboy. For the last several decades, they've been bringing in tens of millions of illegals, right? And every oh, year yeah. they tell us there's only 11 million illegals. You've been saying that for the last 20 years since the 90s, they've been saying there's only 11 million illegals. It's probably 30 some odd million illegals. So the, when the dust settles, you're going to have 94 million Americans that are still alive. That are, Half of them, or majority of them, are going to be taking care of loved ones and those that are dying and being economically incapacitated. So let's just say maybe four or five million functional Americans, and then you'll probably have 30 to 40 million illegals. What do you have? A giant sweatshop for cheap goods and a return to feudalism. And here's the funny thing. All of our stuff, like the only way we're going to get this country back is through an armed revolt. And I'll tell you right now, because all of our assets are held thanks to Seed and Company in 55 Water Street in Manhattan, right? Every single one of our country's assets are held in offshore British banks. All of them. Okay? Now, there's no way to nationalize any of our assets. So the only way to do it is you got to do it by force. That's the only way. So that means there's going to be a shooting war here. Potentially. Potentially. And then the question becomes, do I want to stay here for all this bullshit or do I exit stage left? Do I sneak across the border with CJ to Mexico? What do I do? Right. Oh, I think you're. Uh, I think the UAE had the same uh, jabs as we do, so you might want to think about that. No, no, no. They they offered. Uh, they they had over twenty three vaccines available for offer, and Pfizer and uh, Moderna was was uh, two of them. So okay. the, the funny thing is the uptake from when I talk to my guys is that all the Westerners over there, because the West is the best, yeah. Because the Westerners, because they're leery of anything else, all the Westerners took the Pfizer. The majority of the Pfizer and the Moderna uptakes was done by Westerners. Everybody else was on, well, the majority, the, 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 the hottest vaccine there that was the majority used was Sputnik. So it's going to be interesting. But it, it, it's, it's, it's insanity, man. It is insanity. Yeah, if, if just putting the word out. Um, yeah, watch the movie. Knows, oh, oh, dude, put, yeah, watch that movie. Send that to everybody who you care about and even people that you don't. Um, you know, definitely. I, I'm looking for as much data as I can find that is on the verifiable side when it comes to the shedding. Because I've had to tell... Who the hell is that? Um, so Kanye's over with Alex right now. I was like, just going to say it's Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Are you shitting me? Kanye is live with Alex Jones right now. Yep. Uh, I share wow. Gus's you know feeling on Kanye. Like, and then you know, look at Australia. Yeah. They've done some of the genetic typing uh, of the Aborigines there, and they're basically Africans. There you go. You know, so all of these truths, and then the current truths about banking, about the government. My favorite thing that I got to say with uh, Tim Pool was Rahm Emanuel hey, was got right Quintus, there next to Obama. Mm -hmm. Jared Kushner was right there next to Trump. What are those two people, those two Zionists, oh, I gave it away, have in common? Uh, Nick, can you pick that up and I'll expound on that? Absolutely. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> Go watch it. I want to listen to Nick Fuentes. He's a 20-year-old expert. Lots of life experience there. <laughs> Don't talk about a group. 
talk about the individuals. All right. All right. It's hypocritical because stop. You're still playing it, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God. poor Kanye. Like, yeah, Gus nailed it perfectly. Um, if you are really that much of a badass, you don't have to go sand in every 15 minutes. Number one, you know, it's just that he is a smart guy. I, I've when I first saw him 15 years ago talk when he was just a kid. I was like, this guy is smart as hell. Yeah, yeah he is smart. Um, so he's very smart. But he's but trying to problem... overcome that that brain damage that he's gotten from all the trauma they put on him. He's he's he's. I mean, I give him props. He's really breaking through. I'm sure, like I think Hobo Sermon said it best. He's breaking through several levels of of MK Ultra that's been done on him. There's no doubt this guy's been handled. You can see from the text messages that people have sent him, threatening him that they're gonna redrug him and stuff. You know? Yeah. And he had Nuts. a he had a trainer. He had like a trainer that was also um Dude, I beat the fuck he, out of that guy. If, if I had if no, I had a guy his like trainer that, his yeah. trainer was like uh uh trained in, in like manipulation, mental manipulation, things like that, like intelligence trained and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, why does yeah, he have he, a trainer for that with those skills for Canadian it? intelligence? The his, his uh personal trainer was Canadian intelligence. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get you a uh, real buff. And, and realistically, Kanye very well could have some some things that he needs to be treated for that they took advantage of that, right? And put him on some 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 medications that were not beneficial to him. So no doubt, no yeah. doubt. The artistic genius is often coupled and found at the same time as insanity. So yeah, yeah. And I will I'll say he's artistic genius to the guy. He's good. He's, he's really good. freaking good. I, I like Kanye, man. He's 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 good. He's good as an artist. Yeah. I, I I like his music. It's it's freaking awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't go around calling myself the next Da Vinci, but you know that's that's. I am. You know what I am? Um, I'm the uh, next Harambe. <laughs> You're the next Haram. <laughs> well, he's he's got nothing on nothing, he's got nothing on me. My middle name is Jesus. So yo, oh, that is shit. true. That's why we call him CJ, man. His his middle name is Jesus, son. Jesus has arrived. That's right. Jesus. That's right. So he's got nothing on me. Yeah. You guys, I, I gotta go get my fade. Right, yeah, let's go eat. All right, I'm good. hungry. I'm gonna get my fade, I'm gonna get my fade on. I'm gonna get a haircut. Call oh, me fade. too. I'm getting a haircut at like uh, at 1:30, man. I found a New York barber down here. Thank God. So straight the from the barber, dude. I've had nightmare stories just trying to find a good barber shop around here. But dude, this guy's no, from I found New a, York. I found a barber here that because you can't get a good fade out here. I tried. Finally, dude, I, I know, I know. It's so hard. I found a Latino shop. The Latino shop is the best. Dominican what? Mexican. Mexican, yeah, Mexican. Uh, the Chicanos could cut. The Dominicans cut the best hair, dude. Oh my God, those Dominican guys—they could fade. They could fade. Yeah, no, it's this. These guys are. Uh, I mean, they're from all around. But my guys—he's actually uh, from Texas and originally himself from Texas. Family has Mexican descent. Nice. There you go. Yeah, he knows best, how to fade. Best fade in town, dude. He knows how to fade. Yeah, my guy's like uh, he's a, a professionally trained barber. You know what's funny? My barber's uh, uh, mentor, who's a very famous stylist in Manhattan, was the was the barber for Jeffrey Epstein. And my barber shampooed Jeffrey Epstein's head. And he's like, and he's like, yeah, my, my mentor hated Epstein. He found it to be extremely weird. <laughs> Dude, how crazy <laughs> is that? <laughs> Fucking crazy, man. That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I tell CJ, I yo, come check out my CJ, you need to come check out my barber, man. Stop going to them. Them, them, them sports clips with the with the women and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know close. the last time I went to go one of those sports clips, I came home and like my sideburns were like a half inch like variation. I'm like, what the hell? Like, dude, just come to my bar, dude. Go to my barber. He will do you up. I mean, I'm I could have done better than that myself if I just would have grabbed some clippers. You know what I'm saying? Man, I could have done your hair for free. <laughs> it would have looked better. Free. 
<laughs> yeah, what's that? Right. Uh, you guys ever watch uh, Don't uh, Be a Menace to South Central while drinking juice, <laughs> while in, the drink, yeah, juice in the hood? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Well, you go down on there to Pepe, he fuck your head up for $13. <laughs> $13. Uh, uh, I love it. All right, gents. And since you're such a smart ass, you could do all my homework for me. Because it's like, because it's his dad, but his dad's like younger than him. <laughs> since you're such a smart ass, you could do all my homework for me. That's it. All right, I'm gonna go try to watch uh, you right. do a blackface, even though he's black. So we'll see. <laughs> Why is he with a fishing net and a yuhu bottle? I, I don't know. All right, and a holy... <laughs> what is going on here? He's got a yuhu bottle, a fishing net, and a holy bible. He's gonna pour the yuhu through the fishing net. But what is the symbology here? He's got a, uh, uh, oh my god, he's got a, a, a yuhu bottle, a fishing net. A Bible, and he's wearing a mask on his head. Dude, Kanye, we know who you are. You got the black gloves on. He's like a super. It's another meeting, and then I'm gonna say something. Right. You're not only an artist, you're a comedian. But, but Nick, that's what I'm getting at here. Is is that? Right. Hey, did you see the episode? Did you see the episode when Alex Jones had uh, Joey Diaz on with Joe Rogan? This is like going like several yes, years. Yes, yeah. And, and and Alex Jones, because. My wife said it best. Like, my wife's like, yo, I'm trying to figure out who Joey Diaz looks like. And until Alex Jones called out Joey Diaz, and then and then my wife started laughing. He, 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 Alex Jones says, You look like a you look like an evil Fred Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Fred Flintstone. He like, does, you're right. Hey Joe Rogan, right. it's a Joey Diaz. Hey Joe Rogan. Hey, Ooh. let me tell you about this motherfucker. The most important thing is stay black. Yeah, and then Barney walks in. Oh, hey, Fred, when'd you go evil? <laughs> exactly. All right, gentlemen, thank you all for listening in. We will be back tomorrow with Venice. And do we have Harley? Yeah, all email. Yep, noon. Perfect. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it away. <laughs>